When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Hey Casey, let's let's get into this Boston game. Um, yeah, and, and let's start at the beginning of it because to start, the Lightning had a fantastic period. period. Mm-hmm. The Bolts had nine shots. Boston had zero shots for like the first eight Early minutes of play. On. Boston didn't get their first shot towards the net until 8.25, like mm-hmm. eight minutes and 25 seconds into the game. That was when Boston first got their first shot off. And at that point, yep. like I said, the, the Bolts had already had nine shots on net. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, they had some one-on-ones. They had some breakaways. Hedman, Hedman had a pretty good one-on-one early on in the game. They had good looks. They were owning possession time they were owning the puck they were winning face-offs and they were playing in Boston's end almost Mm -hmm. the entire first period the defense was playing good um and then they come out and they get a goal Nick Paul comes out that that second line comes out yeah Steven Stamkos and Alex Kalorn on the uh, assist um at 857 Nick Paul gets that goal and and the the team is feeling good about themselves. Everything is going in the right direction. Um, they're they're really just owning the puck, owning the ice. Everything is moving forward how it should. Mm-hmm. Boston comes out, they score a goal. Um, you know, fifteen minutes and thirty six seconds into the game. Um, and and it, it's you know you don't want to let that goal up, but it's like you're like okay, you know that's fine. It's still a one one game. Yeah. Um, it gets towards, the and we know end how they the manage ties. They've managed ties very yeah. well throughout the season. I mean, most yeah, of the look time, at their been... game that they just had, you know, exactly. against against Nashville, they were able to come back. They were able to come back in overtime. So you're mm-hmm. feeling good about yourself, as you know that this Lightning team. At the end of the first, you look at some of the stats. The the the, the Lightning led in shots. Um, they led in faceoff percentage. Um, but they also Casey. They still led in giveaways. They had nine giveaways to Boston's just three giveaways in Mm -hmm. that first period. But still, overall, a really good first period. And in fact, Rob Zettler said this might have been our very best first period so far. Casey, and even Pat Maroon and Nick Paul. Yeah, Yeah. Pat Maroon and Nick Paul agreed on the first period as well as Coach Cooper, who we chatted with after the game. But something else, Kaylee, because you mentioned, you know, the fact that they were creating chances, that they almost Mm -hmm. had some breakaways here. You know, another little statistic to throw out there for perspective is their ozone time was at 408 and their D zone time was at 311. So especially in the first six to eight minutes of of the period, they were very much uh, creating so much opportunity on the Bruins side of the ice, just shot after shot after shot. Their flow was good. The passing lanes were clean. Um, the communication was there. Something that Kaylee and I have talked about so much here on Pucks and Bolts. Um, but, you know, 
walking away, I think they had a, an advantage of 14 to seven shots on goal, closing out the first period and 53.8% on faceoffs, and then 14 hits. They were also up there with hits versus the Boston Bruins. So on every element of their game, they were leading the Bruins in that entire first period. So something that we were all very excited about at the arena. We were like, here's, they're yeah. setting the tone. This is, this is a shoe in. They're Great. teaching the top team in the Atlantic division, a cute lesson here. But yeah, especially uh, for, for Boston, because Boston is such an offensive strong mm -hmm. team coming into this game. Their, their, their point differential, like the lightning's point differential was six. Boston's point differential was 37. I think coming into this game, it's, it was Insane. wild, wild, <laughs> how many points they score and what few points they allow on them. And so you're mm -hmm. coming into this game after, at the end of the first period and you're like, that's one, one, that's not a big yep. deal. Like, so nice. The Lightning are feeling good about themselves. Everything's fine. And then the second period happened. <laughs> and then the tilt. <laughs> and the, the tone just completely changed there because opening up the second period, they end up on a power play. Nick Paul mentioned, well, actually, Paul and Maroon mentioned the fact that there was just too many penalties. There was too many power play mm -hmm. opportunities afforded to the Bruins, who are an offensively strong team. Um, and then you've got, you know, the power play opportunity early in the second period there. And I think that was, did that come, didn't they close out the first with a four on four? Well, so they had a penalty kill at the end of the first for one minute. Yeah. And then at, so they had a one, so like at 19 minutes, they mm -hmm. got called for, uh, I think it was, I don't know, interference or something. Um, right. And so they had a, a, a penalty kill. Uh, Boston advantage, right? Then at time, so like at two, at like 20 minutes, right as time is, is sounding for the first period, Boston gets uh, a penalty against them. So they open the second period with a four on four, and then they have a one minute of a power play. Um, and then Kate, I mean, Casey, it started off pretty poorly, on the yeah. four on four, they didn't have good puck management. They weren't winning faceoffs. Um, they they weren't able to control Their anything. Completely changed in the second period. It, everything changed the mm -hmm. between the faceoffs and and that goes into controlling the puck and and chasing mm -hmm. the game. Um, during that first minute of a power play, they just had nothing. I mean, they were yeah. chasing the puck around. They were they were trying to defend more than they were able to to get anything near, near the net. And then five minutes in Boston gets this rebound goal and goes up to one, which can feel a little bit deflating, um, mm -hmm. you know, because there's, there's also, there's a significant amount. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week, Boston fans travel. Well, there's a decent amount of Boston fans who, Oh came my gosh. Down. Sometimes I was confused at what was happening on the ice by the yeah. cheering. I'm like, since when did all these Bostonians get to Tampa? Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of Boston fans at the game last night. And the guy who scored the power play go Foligno, he's becoming a rising star with this roster and team fans are becoming, you know, big supporters of him. Um, he didn't have, he, he had some hot streaks when he was with the Maple Leafs, but it feels like, again, right system, right coaching, right chemistry and lines changes the game. So Felino's doing some big things for the Bruins here. And um, I think in the announcement, they were like moments after stitching. So he looks like he's bouncing back off of an injury himself and having himself a heck of a season so far already. So he was the one on the power play goal that stung. 
Mm, yeah, exactly. And 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 like you said, Felino, I mean, he was with uh the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was their captain for a really long mm-hmm. time, right? Um, and and he he was the backbone of that team offensively. And um, yeah, he's a really he's a really fantastic player. Um, and um yeah, it is working really well within this system, a veteran player f- there for Boston. Um, but then they continue on within within like 20 seconds of getting that goal, KC, that power play goal. Uh they or excuse me, it's 30 seconds. They mm-hmm. get another goal. And it's and 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 it's just like what already stung, it just makes it even worse because now you're not just down two one. Now mm-hmm. you're down three one to the Boston Bruins. When uh, the opponent gets to three goals. He's been adamant about yes. and posting pressers about how three is too many. So you already know what that does to them uh, mentality-wise and energy-wise when the opponent hits three uh, three goals. And it's crucial for Coach Cooper that defensively they don't let that happen. Yeah, and so it's just one of those things where it just – it really kind of sucks the wind out of your sails to 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 start off and, and within the first few minutes of the game just – yeah, um, yeah, with the first few minutes of the of the second period, within five minutes, uh, mm-hmm. the Lightning went from being tied to being down two goals. Um, and the Bruins got three goals in the second period, just to put into perspective how life yeah. the arena became um, between Felino really Coyle and then Marshawn, which, yeah. you know, it was that uh, Marshawn goal that the 1,000th career point mm-hmm. was collected on. So yeah, just for, imagine for the atmosphere yeah. of Pucks and Bolts fans as, you know, there's the power play goal, then followed up by the quick uh, goal at Coyle, and then you got Marshawn, and then you got the celebration where all of the Bruin players come off the bench onto the ice. I had a friend text me, isn't that too many men on the ice penalty? Like, that, which which lightened the mood for 10 seconds because I got a good laugh out of that, but they were yeah. on the ice for a very long time just celebrating and embracing um, Patrice there for his 1,000th career point and I think that also is going to mess with you mentally as a lightning player it's just there was thing after thing after thing that kind of got them out of their mental focus and the other thing that we heard a lot in in post game between Pat Maroon as well as uh, coach Cooper was you know mental mistakes was a key part of this game or in this loss Um, and that mental mistakes lead into bad puck management and, you know, not setting up properly and not communicating and doing all the things that they focus so hard on, on their four game winning streak that they started to do so well. So I think between, you know, a rough start to the second period, three goals being allowed in the, in the second period. And then that big celebration that was pretty extensive. It was a long time that they were just there on the ice. I mean, the video I have is over a minute long, Um, towards the end there, and then finally trying to pivot and get back into your game and your structure and bring, you know, life back to the game in the arena after such a dominating second period. And we've talked so much here on pucks and bolts about the importance of, you know, playing all three periods, but not letting up in the second, they went from letting up in the third period and giving away their leads to now completely, you know, giving up leads in the second period and playing catch up in the third there. So last night was a crucial example of what cannot happen anymore in the second period. Special teams, everything just kind of fell apart within the, the top of the second, like the entire second period. 
Yeah, it, it, it was one of those things. And I asked, you know, is it the long change? Is it this, you know, like what, mm-hmm. what, because this isn't the first time in the second period that this has happened to this team. And, you know, really what they, what they said kind of Casey, and it's kind of repeating what you said. They just said it came down to mental mistakes. It came down to turnovers. It came down to a lack of communication. It came down to, you know, giving the puck away. It came down to sloppy passes or mistakes or getting too cute. Not capitalizing. All of those things. Yeah. Having, having the puck on your stick and not shooting, not capitalizing. Like that's what it came down to. And a, and a lot of it, like they said, it, it was truly some mental mistakes there um, and and just something that's really hard. I mean, when you end a period down 4-1, mm-hmm. just super hard to come back. And, and it's really deflating and frustrating, um, you know, for, for everybody involved. Nobody wants to, to, to have a period like that, especially mm-hmm. after the way that you had your first period. And when we talked to John Cooper after the game, this is the way that he put it. He said, you know, the first period – we played our game. Mm-hmm. We played our structure. We played our style. We made them play our style. Yep. And we ended that period 1-1. And, and we were proud of that period. In the second period, they made us play their style. They pushed, they forced us into situations and, and forced us into these things. They capitalized on our mistakes. They had us pressing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And whenever you... I mean, whenever you give Boston control and whenever they are owning the ice, again, like they came in with a 37 37 point differential for a reason. Because not Mm -hmm. only are they good at scoring points and scoring goals, but they're also pretty good at defending them. Yeah. Um, So it, it, it really did kind of come down to the second period, the third period, you know, the lightning come out, they score two goals. They defend fairly well. They, they, they only get one goal, uh, in, so it ends up being a five, three game. Um, mm-hmm. they, even with like the empty net stuff, like they were still able to defend pretty well. So it yeah. really comes down to that second period. And this isn't the first time that we're mentioning this. Um, but Casey, I do have to also mention that, that it was the first line again, all three guys yeah. in the first line are negative three uh, or, you know, at at minus three today, um, Mm -hmm. you know, after that game, because, because they were the guys on the ice a lot whenever uh, Boston was able to score. And so that tells me like, you guys have to do better with four checking. You, you have to control the puck better. They are a part of the specific right there. There There are so many moments where they went to go past the, past the puck. Uh, There was multiple instances between, the you know Kucherov trying to do a backhanded pass to Hagel, Hagel kind of losing his balance, and there was a lot of falling in the middle of trying to receive and receive passes and give off passes. And in those moments, is exactly when a Bruin player came by and capitalized and took over puck management. So the bad passing was a crucial part of it, and which obviously led to so many giveaways. You said that they mm-hmm. closed out the game with twenty one giveaways. We thought it was ridiculous when they would close a game with like 17 giveaways or 15 giveaways, 21. You handed the game over in in one aspect specifically, and that's puck management. And that first line was surprising to see that happen because you've got one of the most, you got two of the most skilled puck possessive players on that line between Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. And the passing was just not elite. No, that's the hardest part about it. Not at all. Uh, and it, and it's just something that has to get better. Um, 
because that line is talented and whenever they are on, they're mm-hmm. able to really add a lot. I mean, um, but, but they have to get, it's not just about defense and forechecking, but they have to control the puck better. Their puck management has to get better. Um, you know, especially before, before this next game, which like we said, the lightning do have a few days off. They have a few days to, to kind of reconvene. They've got practice on Thursday on Thanksgiving. They'll mm-hmm. head up to the rink for, for just a little bit, get, uh, get their legs moving. Um, Casey, should we do some cherry pickers before we go into, uh, into, and put Spencer on the spot, make him pick a, or pick a plate. who's played cherry pickers. And then I've got about three positives from last night's game that, okay. the, that Bolts fans can hang on to until we get ready to to um, match up with the St. Louis Blues coming up. So, who's your cherry picker? Are you going to uh, do two? Are you going to do Nashville and this game? No, I was just going to do one. I mean, I okay. could do Nashville. If it was Nashville, it would be a stammer. Um, yeah, I was going to say because you called it. <laughs> <laughs> but for this game, for the Boston game, the cherry picker uh, is Nick Paul. Um, he had a good game. He got those two goals. I talked to him after the game and, and asked him like, Hey, you know, I know that I know you guys didn't win. Does it feel good to, to, you know, kind of get your game going a little bit. And he gave the typical hockey answer and said, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, it doesn't feel good. The no, win. Because the team loses and yeah. I, and I want to win. Um, so uh, you know, hockey is a, is a team sport. And he said that, and, uh, you know, a humble guy there, but, but, but happy to see his team game player. starting to elevate, um, and, and for him to start, you know, finding kind of early, which I is know. exciting. Yeah. Know somebody was asking like, why they asked John Cooper, like, why is Nick Paul like so offensively stout within your structure? And John Cooper was, he was kind of funny. He was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what he did in his previous spots, but I think whenever you pair him, he, he is a guy that can be offensively stout when you pair him with a guy like, uh, Alex Kalorn and, and Steven Stamkos, both mm-hmm. who are veterans, they see the ice well. Uh, yeah, he's going to play well. He's, he's a guy that and he's doing great at that center he's, position he's get some action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Nick Paul, that's my guy. Um, he is, he's my cherry picker for the game that the lightning lost to Boston. I'm going to take a, a little bit of a detour here. Okay. Detour. I'm going to go with, um, I, Oh, I was torn here. I'm always torn, guys. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Vladdy. I'm gonna go with Nemestikov. And yeah, my reasoning for that is because his energy, his emotion, mm-hmm. um, I think he's very underestimated in terms of how much he's actually doing out there on the ice. He almost had a goal last night that got called back. And he's that player, he's he's strong two-way player. He's helpful on power play. He's helpful on BK on PK. He's just as equally good defensively as he is offensively. He's helped elevate the four checking game. He's kind of all over the ice. I just really like his style of game. I think that he hasn't found entirely his sweet spot yet, but it's getting there. And I've seen it build game upon game upon game. So if he would have gotten that goal last night and we saw in, in, in preseason, you know, preseason, he was finding the, the, the net really well um pairing with Ross Colton on a lot of those goals especially that hat trick that he had in the last preseason game and the only home preseason game that the Bolts had this season so 
I'm expecting to see a lot more out of him, but the passion that he plays with everywhere that he is on the ice, he's helping his teammates out as much as possible. Whenever something happens, he's not afraid to get chippy and lower his shoulder and get in there. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the Mestikoff. But then that takes me to the quick little pivot of some positives last night. Okay. Because the other player that I wanted to choose was Rudolph Balsers because he got his first goal as a Tampa Bay Lightning player. And yep. While the score was so unfavorable, it did bring a little bit of life back into the arena there for a moment. So again, big picture, Kaylee and I talk a lot on this show about, you know, peaking at the right time. Hockey is a long season. So when you start seeing these players for a guy like Balsters to come in, and I think this was his second game ever um, with the Lightning. I think he got a little bit of playing time on Saturday versus the Preds to already be contributing offensively, that's a great sign. Um, Cause then it shows me that it's not going to take him that much longer to get acclimated and find a groove in this system and help add to the offensive tally. And that's what you need. So seeing that they have a little bit more depth, seeing that the rotation is going to come in nicely here and that a guy can come in and on his second game as a bolt potentially contribute. That's, that's a highlight for me. Bless you. Thank so, you. Uh, Rudolph Bolster is getting his first goal as a, as a lightning player. I think that's a big positive. Another positive would be that, um, Steven Stamkos notched an assist on the game opening goal to extend his point streak to five games. The assist was his 11th of the season and his 21st point. Uh, Alex Kalorn also picked up an assist for his ninth of the season. Killer now has a record, uh, record points in eight of his last 11 games. Uh, and then... There was one other one that I liked. Pat Maroon was credited with the lone assist. The assist was his third of the season. We're seeing a lot more passion out of Pat Maroon mm-hmm. um, and accountability. Even with the post-game stuff, he mentioned the fact that he could be clutching his stick a little bit better, and I think that goes back to um, capitalizing. When you've got the puck on your stick and there might be a chance there, take the shot, don't overpass. So there's so much accountability in this group. There's so much leadership in this group. We know that this is a Class A uh, team and organization, and they always find a way to bounce back with such style as well. So. A couple positives in, in the point column for Steven Samkos, Alex Kalorn, and uh, Rudolph Bolsters there getting his first tally as a Tampa Bay Lightning. And hopefully it's just the beginning of many, many points for him. And hopefully some guys healing up before they face off with the St. Louis Blues this Friday after Thanksgiving. Hopefully they don't have too much pig and turkey and ham and <laughs> things at whoever's hosting Kaylee and I will find out we need on them to be agile and on it yes we will find out and we <laughs> will bring you guys a mini episode of pucks and bolts after skate on Friday so like Casey mm-hmm. said at the top of the podcast be sure to download pucks and bolts and before I get too far into this I do have to put our po- our producer on the spot Spencer who whose plate are you picking are you gonna go dessert yeah let's (laughs) let's bring you in here everyone there he is producer spencer with a fresh haircut guys yes yes, it it is is a fresh haircut looking good over there uh don't don't hate spencer he is a red wings fan but uh he is we got he does watch some of these lightning games and texts us and he gets excited about uh some of the other things going on Spencer. Well, after careful consideration, okay. like both plates are solid for different reasons. Where like yeah. I was not expecting to hear oxtail, which I love oxtail. Um, I'm surprised that you knew what it was. I was yes, so excited. Had it. About that. It's awesome. Like it's one of those things where like people either love it or they just don't mm-hmm. like it. 
but not yep. that it's bad, but but Kaylee came mm. in hot too with the gumbo. So uh, not that they okay. cancel each other out because I'm more of a fan of oxtail, but I love gumbo too. But I would say depth-wise, I'm probably going Casey's plate. But if I had a sweet tooth that day, I'm definitely going Kaylee's plate. But like <laughs> pound for pound, I do like Casey's just a little bit more. I, I understand. He's got the turkey and but the stuffing. I, I do want to see pictures kind of, of each plate with this. Oh, on it, you guys yeah. Okay. We'll that. send it out. Trust that husband's us. delight or whatever you were talking about. That's oh. Yes, that I need to know more about. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. He's like that's like oh, that could change things. I could change my opinion once I see the play. <laughs> oh, okay. This is we're not fully decided case. yet. We can it's, still it's, sway, yeah. Spencer. <laughs> Kaylee's like, I've got a win in here. We do, especially because of the, what I heard for the husband's delight. I'm like, dang. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. okay. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Awesome. Spencer, thankful for you. you. You have a good Thanksgiving. And Pucks and Bolts fans, we hope that you guys have a good Thanksgiving as well. We're all thankful for you. And hopefully you get to enjoy some really good food with family and friends. Uh, Casey, thank you so much. Pucks and Bolts fans, you guys can listen wherever you find your podcast, but the best place to do it is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, turn on the auto download button. Anytime we have a new episode or a mini episode, the after skate episodes, they will come right to your phone. And like I said, we are going to have an after skate episode on Friday. So be sure to download the podcast and turn on the auto download button. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time.